0: Let's go racing here at Knoxville. Only the best go three of five. It best. is showtime at Williams Grove Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, here at Eldora Speedway, it's showtime. It's the, best. You've got a Often never the greatest show on
1: To sit back, relax, and
0: enjoy, because, ladies and gentlemen, it's showtime!
2: set to do battle for 30 laps. The
0: green flag is waving.
2: Hello again. It's Wing Nation, presented by Hercules Tires. Ride right on our strength. Talking sprint car racing. We are so glad you joined us. Aaron Everham and Steve Pose zooming our way through the pandemic. Aaron, how are you?
3: I'm great. I'm, I'm in Florida at the beach, so I've got no complaints. How about oh, you? Big day on
2: Sunday. Bless your heart, bless your heart. Oh, poor little dumpling down there on the beach, yeah um i'm um I'm ecstatic because we're back racing, um, back at a racetrack on Sunday, and um, you know, I mean it was it was strange going there, strange getting there,
3: yeah,
2: strange leading up to the race when they said, "Gentlemen, start your engines, it got totally normal until they threw the checkered flag and then it all got strange again but it's uh, it is so good and, and Aaron, i think this is one of the um it, it's certainly not the way we want things to be nobody wants it to be this way but to me it's like this has been a series of steps and we started in the sprint car world we started with park jefferson when terry McCarroll put that event together and then the world of outlaws came back and then NASCAR comes back and then yeah Indy has, IndyCar has a plan NHRA has a plan um, it's it's just it's it's a series of steps and it's great to have these steps but it's painful to walk these steps too and uh, but uh, but another step has been accomplished with that recent Darlington.
3: Yeah, I think keeping that positive perspective is a huge thing. You know, not racing related, being here in Florida where we are, they've started to reopen yeah. And it's interesting. The beaches are um, actually more crowded than they have been. People are still respectful and they're far apart. But it, we went to a few restaurants where you can eat on the patio and it's, it's a step in the right direction, but it's eerie. People have masks on, you're trying to sit far apart. But like you said, as long as we keep that mind path, or, you know, that mindset that we're heading in the right direction, I think that's key.
2: Yeah. We were we're facing with it because North Carolina is one of the slower states to open up, yeah. and right directly where Darlington is, South Carolina is opening up quicker. And I'm thinking there is a trip to Redbone Alley, one of the great Charleston-style restaurants in Florence, in my uh, in my future either today before the Xfinity race or uh, or tomorrow before the second Cup race because. Uh, how
3: would I, I know you were going to bring food into this? Exactly. I
2: I don't even know. I won't even know how to act in a restaurant. Well, I'm not sure I ever did in the. First first place but um you know um it is it's uh, it's, it's it's something else it really is and uh, it's fascinating stuff that's for sure let's take a look at our classic screen printing and embroidery hot topics and really i think the hot topics are the steps being covered uh jackson motorplex opened up this past week uh brad sweet picked up a win we're going to talk to brad but uh, good to see another track come online with uh, with racing this year
3: it was really nice and you know we're good friends with everyone at jackson motorplex and they had a great car count, great quality of cars, and I thought it was a great show.
2: Yeah, it really was. And not to be outdone with the great tradition of racing, we were rained out up there, too, on the second night. So it's like some things haven't changed. That was a sense of normalcy also that we seem to deal with in the sprint car world. Speaking of, well, speaking of a normalcy also, our second guest is Mark Smith. Um, I mean, hold the race. If that M1 pulls in, uh let's see who wants to be second. Who who's who's gonna be second? Because uh totally normal he swept the USCS weekend and uh boy that cat that that cat has got that 360 program figured out with USCS, that's for sure.
3: He sure does. I mean, eight wins this year. Most people haven't even gotten to run eight races. Yeah. <laughs> he's got eight wins.
2: I I think the only thing that is not normal about this pandemic, and we've joked around and we've talked around about this, and, and he's a friend of yours and mine, Pete Walton, the guy that runs USCS. I knew the pandemic was serious when Pete stopped having races because Pete will race anywhere, anytime, anyplace. And I knew the pandemic was serious when Pete was canceling races, Um, but now they're back up and running. So probably Pete's got about 60, 70, 80 more races between now and Snowfly. um, But it is good to have that sense of normalcy back, and we'll talk to Mark Smith. In just a little bit as well, and there you have it. Our classic ink screen printing and embroidery hot topics, uh, offering full custom driver apparel and embroidery uh, wear options. Full service embroidery department specializing in headwear and outerwear. An experienced design team, a dedicated sales department. and they've got it going on. Classic ink up there in uh, up in Western Pennsylvania.
3: They sure do, and it's not just for racing. Local businesses, school districts, sports teams, you name it. A lot of people use Classic Ink. Sheldon Honshield, Donnie Schatz, Danny Dietrich, David Gravel, Stremies, Lethal Chassis, our our good buddy Ashley, uh, Tony Stewart, Brian Brown, and the list goes on. For more information, go to www.classicinkusa.com.
2: Yes, indeed. Make sure you uh, you, – they'll hook you up, that's for sure. Uh, Speaking of hooked up, uh, we talked about Jackson this past, um, what was it? This was Friday night. Saturday had rained out, okay? Friday night, uh, speed shift had us hooked up, okay? Austin Lloyd with the call, one of the great announcers we have in the sport right now. Austin's just really a cool dude, young guy that's coming into this thing and taking the world by storm. And, uh, of course, a good announcer needs a good battle to call. And this one, Donnie Schatz and, Jel- and Sheldon Hodenshield battling it out. Up in Jackson, it's our Dean Diesel all Deftifying Defying Move of the Week.
1: And now for the Dean Deaf-Defying Move of the Week, where one driver simply amazes us with their on-track moves.
4: He races for the lead out of turn number two, side-by-side, side, down the back straightaway. Hodden Shield tests the outside of the speedway and turns three and four. Off of you you've got a new leader,
1: it's Sheldon Hodden Shield. Holy smokes! That Deftifying defying Move was brought to you by Dean Diesel All-Deaf. The official death of the world of outlaws and wheelmen everywhere. Visit drydean.com for more information.
4: Team driving.
1: Power isn't born, it's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So, wherever the road or the trail takes you, We have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength.
2: Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. I want to remind you, uh, before we get to Brad Sweet, who's joined us here on the program, that Hercules Tires has their spring rebate, where with a qualified purchase of four Hercules Tires, you can win up to a $70 Visa gift card, www.HerculesTires.com slash spring rebate. And joining us on the Zoom line, fresh off from a trip to Victory Lane at Jackson Motorplex, is Brad Sweet. Hello, Brad. Welcome back to Wing Nation.
5: Yeah, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it.
2: All right. Uh, we we talked about this as we as we set the phone call up, as we chatted with you before we came on the air. All of our Zoom backgrounds, our, our Zoom background game is so much better than it was in the past. You've actually – you're actually in front of the race car. Where are you at? Tell us about the car. Where, what's, what's your Zoom background setup?
5: I'm actually in my garage right now. And uh, Casey and KKR uh, gave me my championship car uh, from last year, basically – as it came off the track, um, the final night in Charlotte, it's got the same tires and wheels, everything, uh, minus the engine. But uh, something that I wanted to, you know, keep, and he, he gave it to me for, you know, keepsake to to have, uh, you know, just kind of a big deal for us. So uh, once I build a shop, I'll, I'll put it in there. But uh, right now it's it's in the garage, and, uh, you know, it looks pretty cool, definitely.
3: It <laughs> absolutely looks really cool. Brad, you had a, a great night Friday in, in Jackson. You picked up the win you talked about Casey Kane he, he finished fourth which was really uh, obviously great for both of you want we'll to talk about your win in a minute but how fun has it been to have Casey back at the track racing and to see him get a top five like that
5: yeah I think it's really neat for him uh, obviously he's had you know a rough few years with you know uh injuries and just you know not not being where he wants to be you know with some of his health stuff but you know it's nice for him to get back in the car and you know, just go out there and have some fun. I think he's just really in a good spot in his life. And, you know, he's, he's having fun doing it. You know, there's no pressure uh, with the nine team, obviously. Uh, you know, James was slated to race the car, but uh, he's stuck in Australia right now. So it's nice that we have, you know, Casey right there to, to kind of jump back in and, uh, you know, kind of fill that void. Um, and he, he had a lot of fun. He ran really well all night and, um, yeah, I look forward to him getting some more laps and getting getting comfortable and and uh, hopefully he'll keep running good like that.
2: Yeah, it was. It was great to see Casey running up front for sure. Brad, your night. I actually you you mentioned something about Casey at a good spot in life, no pressure, okay? Um last week we had a World of Outlaw race. This coming week we have a World of Outlaws race, but the Jackson one was kind of an open show. Well, it wasn't open show, it wasn't kind of an open show, it was an open show. Is it different going into one of those races like that, or or is your competitive juice is still the same?
5: <laughs> it's it's actually quite a bit different. Um, you you do feel a lot less pressure. Um, you know, it's it's not going to affect the overall season. And typically we wouldn't race non-outlaw races, but obviously these are just you know different times right now. And um, you know who knows you know how many races we're going to get in. And uh, obviously we want to get the Napa Auto Parts car on the on the track as much as possible this year. And, uh, you know, we felt like it was a, a nice weekend to go and, you know, test some things out and, you know, not, it's not a critical race for us, you know, it didn't, it didn't affect the points or anything. So, uh, it's definitely more relaxing, uh, you know, less pressure, but you know, uh, you always want to do good when you're out on the racetrack and, uh, you know, it was nice for us to get a win and, and get a little confidence back or, you know, we didn't go as good at Knoxville as we, as we'd hoped. So. Uh, There was a really stout field of cars. I know it wasn't an outlaw field of cars, but uh, you still had to race uh, a lot of the good guys up front there. So uh, it was nice that that we were able to get that win and and come out of there uh, feeling pretty good about ourselves.
3: For sure. Brad, you said you didn't run that well at at Knoxville, but you you came, I think, forward 10 spots and still ran ninth, which obviously for you might not be a great night. But what is it about the Midwestern uh, dark soil flatter tracks that suit your style i mean for you to run what was it ninth at knoxville was kind of a disappointment and then you go here to to jackson and win what is it about that that type of racetrack that suits you
5: i don't know um it's a good question because it's you know there's definitely something to it uh there's a lot of uh tracks in the midwest that we definitely it's definitely our you know best part of the country so uh the longer that we get to stay in that area the happier i am but uh no, I, I think just something about my driving style and, and how I keep the car loaded with my, my feet and stuff is, you know, good for flat track, flatter tracks. And, um, you know, bank tracks have been, you know, a little tougher for us, but we we did definitely get a little better last year at some of those tracks. So uh, there's just that, that region there, those tar- dark tracks, uh, especially Jackson's really fit my my driving style. I really, really like that. And obviously, it races like a smaller uh, Knoxville, so um you know we love knoxville and uh like you said ninth was a little disappointing for us uh even though we came from 19th uh the car just wasn't where we wanted it to be and obviously it was it's nice that we get to go back there in a few weeks and uh, that was one reason that we really wanted to go to jackson it's just we thought we had you know found some issues and uh you know hopefully it, it definitely translates from what we thought we found uh to knoxville here in a few
2: weeks. Brad, you said something there, and the next time I climb into a race car will be my first time. So I've not driven, and maybe Aaron knows exactly what you were talking about. But you said the way you keep your race car loaded with your feet. Yeah, not, I, not, I not, have no idea what you're talking about there. Yeah,
5: not Fred Flintstone, you know, but. Uh, uh, <laughs> that <was what> I- <laughs> I, I, I use a lot of brake and I think it's just you know something that I've, I've developed over the years is uh, you know basically just you know not getting in the corner maybe too hard or you know just figured out how to, to make my car feel good on those flatter tracks when a lot of guys uh, haven't you know and, I, and there was years there that that I wasn't good at the flatter tracks but just over the course of time I've kind of figured some things out you know without giving too much information it's just you know there's two pedals in the car and, and to me the, the brake pedals. Uh, just as important as the, the throttle pedal.
3: Very interesting. And I knew what he was talking about, but I was never able to do it that well. <laughs> so I understood it. Brad, going back to Friday night, the track took rubber at some point during the feature. It was car- kind of hard to tell when you're watching, uh, you know, through speed shift or whatever. But um, as a racer during the night, did, how did you, did you know it was going to take rubber? Did you see signs in heat races? What was it like from from that perspective?
5: Yeah, I mean, they do a good job at that, that racetrack, for sure. They have a lot of great equipment, and they're always trying to stay on top of it. It's just uh, 60 cars, uh, you know, it was a, a warmer, kind of windy day. And, um, you know, so it dried out pretty good qualifying. And then uh, we ran the heats, and towards the end of the heats, it was getting, you know, getting close to, to needing a rework. And, and when they reworked it, um, you know, they, they just probably didn't get enough moisture back in it. And then the B mains, uh, the bottom got real clean. So we knew there was, you know, potential, but they did a the full rework before the A, so you really don't know, um, you know, Jackson does have a characteristic of, you know, blowing off fairly quick, uh, once, especially once it gets to that point of, you know, it was just about rubber down in the B's, or it actually was, so it's really hard to get rid of rubber once rubber's in the racetrack, and, you know, they reworked it and watered it, uh, the A lane was, I thought, as good as it could be with, with the cars that were dealt that day, and, um, you know, we basically it was only really rubber down the last five or six laps. Um, you know, so we had the whole beginning of the race to kind of race and obviously we were able to come from six, so you know there was there's definitely ways to pass out there and um you know that's just the way the way some tracks play out is you gotta kinda of be able to adapt to whatever's happening.
2: Brad Sweet joining us here on Wing Nation as we continue the conversation talking sprint car racing. Brad, you go out and you score a win and, and I think when I think about sprint car racing and, and I think about great moments in the sport, your, your victory lane celebration at Knoxville, just the excitement, the thrill of it. You go and you win. And I understand Friday night was not Knoxville. Okay, I get that. It was not the Nationals. But you want to talk about the total opposite because the <laughs> Knoxville Nationals, people are everywhere. Jackson, people are nowhere. What is that moment like when you, when you, you get out of the car after a win like that?
5: Yeah, it makes you sure miss the fans, you know, it's uh, it's hard to celebrate by yourself, it really is, and it makes you, you know, appreciate, you know, those those times that we do have the fans to celebrate with us, and, and we do miss them, um, it's definitely uh, been eerie and weird to, to not have them, and um, yeah, it was kind of like, you get out and who you, you know, who you celebrate to. it's, you know, I know there's people watching on Speed Shift, but, you know, it's a lot different than, than having the announcer, and uh, you know, having the fans yelling and and being happy with you, you know, so um, it was. It's it's one of these times where we're just hopefully trying to get through this. You know, it's uh, mm-hmm. uh, taking our first few baby steps, and you know, I, I surely wouldn't want it to be like this uh, for very long. Um, you know, I know everybody's ready to get back going, so hopefully, uh, you know, I don't have to do many celebrations to to no fans.
3: Mm. Right. We talked about Steve and I talked about that in the open of the show is that, you know, hopefully these are steps. And Steve and I were, were talking about the race at Darlington this past Sunday and, you know, talking about a NASCAR. All those teams are traveling. They're driving distance right now. They're keeping the races closed home. But that's not the case. with The world of outlaws. You guys are coming from all over the country. How uh, has travel been for you? We talked to David Gravel a little bit about it last week for him coming from Florida, but you're coming from California, your team's in North Carolina, you're racing in Minnesota. Like talk about logistics, how difficult that is right now.
5: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a hurdle to, to convince local communities that, that we're going to be, you know, safe coming from different areas, but uh, you know, travel is essential and having a family life and a work life. And uh, obviously, Um, you know, I just take every precaution that I can. And, you know, the airlines are are doing the best job that they can with masks and keeping the planes clean. And it's definitely, you know, something that's on your mind. Uh, You know, you're, you're definitely washing your hands more often and, you know, wiping your seats down. And, you know, my health is, is very key to, you know, everything at this point for not only me, but the series and the other drivers. So we all have a responsibility to, to take care of ourselves, to try to, you know, keep this thing progressing the right direction, obviously, you know, you don't want to get sick, but it, you know, if somebody does get sick, it's, it's definitely a step backwards for everybody, and, um, you know, so we're just, I just try to be as, as cautious, and take care of myself as, as best that I can, and, you know, obviously, uh, take the social distancing very seriously, and, um, you know, hopefully, it's, everything's been working in a positive manner so far, and, uh, obviously this next weekend we're gonna have a little bit of fans, so that'll be you know nice to see some fans, but I know that the world of outlaws will take every precaution, you know, again to to make sure that we're you know all safe and um, you know keep moving that needle forward because uh we really want to be able to have a, a Knoxville Nationals and a Kings Royal and a and a Jackson Nationals this year and obviously those are gonna be the hardest ones to to get in with with needing the most fans. So um, you know, hopefully we can keep moving that needle forward.
2: Yep. One step at a time. One process at a time—that's for sure—and we're with you on all of those events. Hopefully, we get a chance to get out and have some fun at those. Brad, uh, congratulations again on the win at uh, Jackson on Friday night. We appreciate the time and thanks for the insight, sharing uh, sharing uh, what you're uh, what, what what you're dealing with and what you're what you're going through. We we always appreciate our visits. Thanks for joining us.
5: Yeah, thanks thanks for having me on. I hope you guys stay uh, safe and healthy, and, and hopefully, we'll see you at the actual racetrack soon.
2: We can't wait. We can't wait. Brad Sweet joining us here on Wing Nation. We need to step away. Another guy who spent time in Victory Lane this weekend, Mark Smith, he joins us next.
4: Hey, Ashley, what are you up to?
3: Oh, I just stopped by to grab some sage fruit apples. Now I just have to decide which ones. You can never
4: go wrong with a Honeycrisp. They're light, crisp full of perfectly balanced flavor.
3: Oh, hey. You
4: could always go with one of their classics, the Gala or Fuji. They're both sweet and juicy. Grown in the heart of Eastern Washington, Sage Fruit Company works hard on the farm and with their retail partners to provide high-quality apples and pears to consumers all year long.
3: Well, I couldn't decide which ones. Thanks for the help, guys.
0: I'll race you to check out.
1: Power isn't born. It's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength.
2: Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Hercules Tires. Right on our strength, we talked about what is abnormal and what is normal. Well, what is normal is Mark Smith in Victory Lane. He did it twice again this weekend and he joins us on the Zoom call. Hello, Mark. Welcome back to Wing Nation. Hey, how you doing? Good to see you, man. Hey, congratulations. It doesn't look like the you, you lost any steam during the pandemic break. No, not yet. Uh, we, we hope to keep it going like this as long as we can
4: keep finding races to go to.
3: <laughs> Mark, what, what is it about the uh, the 360s with USCS? I mean, you've always been very successful, but the success you've had with USCS in, what, the last six months, year and a half, whatever it's been, is uh, pretty incredible. What is it? Is it the style of tracks in that they're racing the southeast? Is there something going on?
4: I guess. I don't know. I just – I mean, we don't really do much to our cars. I like these little racetracks because – you know where I'm used to is all the big half miles and stuff, and I really, I really enjoy running these smaller bullring tracks, and um, I guess it just fits fits my style because I kind of cut my teeth on small tracks, uh, Silver Spring Speedway and in, in Mechanicsburg. It's no longer there anymore, but so I got used to racing them little tracks, and then you get get on these bigger tracks. But I guess it's just kind of fitting what we're doing right now because basically all we do is put tires and fuel in the thing, and we just go to the next
3: one.
2: <laughs> tires tires and fuel and uh that that little tour i am telling you between uh between uh you know, terry gray and a lot of times tony stewart will drop in and visit with you um danny smith's been running a lot of the races that is a really neat group of hardcore racers as well that you're getting to race against
4: oh yeah yeah The like terry and uh danny i mean they're they're pretty much there on their own uh danny has a guy that helps him gary and then uh but Terry usually just has Morgan with them and when I'm going I it's just myself and Jerry uh Burkett that uh helps me all the time. So it's kind of you know a bunch of little small groups that and we just all hang out together. It's it's a pretty good little deal.
3: So Mark, are you planning on staying in the southeast or are you going back to Pennsylvania? What is your what does it look like since our kind our schedules are still a little up in the air?
4: Yeah, I well, I'm going to stay here for a as long as they're racing around here, I'm staying, because there's, there's nothing in Pennsylvania, and uh, it doesn't look like anything's going to be going on there for quite a while, so I'm just going to stay down here, and if I can run, you know, stay in the smaller stuff, the racetracks, especially with my 410, because I don't have a really big hitter for, for the 410 stuff, but uh, uh, I'll just, I'll run whatever I can find, and All if right, I'm, so... I'm based in Mississippi right now, so it's a lot easier for me to get to most of these races within about six hours or so, but I'll, I'll, I'll venture out to 15, to 20 from here. So you never know where
2: I might end up. So you, so you basically have become gypsy racer, Mark Smith. Okay. So it you it used to be Pennsylvania racer, Mark Smith, now it's gypsy racer, Mark Smith. What, when you, did you just take the whole shop and move it into the transport? I mean, how do you, you, you get, yeah. I have,
4: I have everything. I even have my, I have my three dogs, my wife and my two kids with me. So we, we're uh, pretty much, you know, we're staying here in Mississippi at the Howard's Uh, Dale and Josh Howard. uh, They, they're real nice people. They, they were able to, you know, give us a spot to hook up our motorhome. They give us a shop to work out of and they have a really nice piece of property here that, you know, we can go fishing in their pond and, you know, do all that stuff. So it's, you know, it's kind of home away from home.
3: Wow. We talked to uh, Brad Sweet earlier, and he talked about his big win at, at Jackson this past weekend, and there was no fans, and, you know, talked about travel logistics. What has it been like racing in Florida? I'm actually in Florida right now, just came down from North Carolina, and it seems like a lot of the, the states reopened. How has it been in the pit area, the, the race series, all of it?
4: It's kind of business as usual there on uh, over the weekend. Uh, they're, know, nobody was wearing any masks. Uh, it was just kind of, it was kind of nice because it was normal, you know. And and there was fans there, so uh, it it didn't seem any different than any other time. I'm sure some of these other places now. I think Farmington, if we go there, I think they're having they have are allowed to have fans and stuff. So I, I hope I don't have to go anywhere that we don't have fans because I don't know that just that'll seem really di really weird.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it has. I, I was at Darlington this past week and I know it's a different scale than NASCAR race, but it, it it there there's no denying it's weird. And and Brad actually talked about that winning up at Jackson with no fans. It's uh it's a strange combination that is a strange combination that is for sure that we have there. So so Mark, another one aspect of what you do is uh, is the uh, chassis building business. Now, is, is this the downtime of the year where you're how, how is that working with you being a gypsy yes. racer? now?
4: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, we're usually get slow at this time of year, but right now we're, we're shut down. Um, I have, I have cars in stock. I mean, I still will deal with customers if they want us to ship them stuff or if, you know, I have some cars there. So if guys want, need a car or something, I can get them a car pretty quick. But uh, as of right now, like Pennsylvania, they don't want us really working. Um, I mean, we can, but, it's, you know, you're not really supposed to because they don't consider us essential. So, um, but uh, I guess they're, Pennsylvania, I think, is still shut down until like June 6th or something. So, um, we just packed up everybody and we moved to Mississippi for now. So,
3: <laughs> Mark, you, you mentioned the downtime for you usually, but I'm sure you usually have some repairs and no one's racing, so there's not too many <laughs> bent up chassis right now. Yeah. So.
4: No, there's not. I have some equipment with me um that i could you know repair some small stuff for people if they you know have some smaller things i have my shock dyno and stuff so i could rebuild customer shocks and stuff and uh dale has a shop here that we work out of which we you know if we need to do something major i think we can figure out how to get something done
3: <laughs> well, old um, school.
2: after yeah, yeah after having this conversation, I have full confidence you could get something done because you got the wife, the kids, you're fishing, you're racing, you're doing all, I mean, that's called winning to me. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. everyone else in Pennsylvania is wringing their hands and whining and pissing and moaning and you're just yeah. busy racing. I, I really yeah. like it. Actually. It's,
4: it's great. You know, we're, I guess they say it's
2: living the dream, you know? <laughs> oh, I'll tell you, that is awesome. Mark, I am telling you, I appreciate the, uh, I love the story as much as anything else, of course, but I appreciate the conversation and thanks for joining us and sharing with us here on Wing Nation today.
4: For sure. And I'd just like
2: to thank uh, NGK
4: Spark Club's rider racing engines and CSI shocks and our NRG controls, obviously Mach 1 chassis, you know, uh, with all of our sponsors that we have that, uh, you know, that helps us get to the racetrack, but we're always looking for new ones and, Maybe we'll have some announcements here in the next month or two, hopefully, uh, on, on some maybe some new, newer sponsors. But uh, we'll, we'll, we're working on that. So hopefully we'll have something to, to announce.
2: I know we've already started to say goodbye, but uh, that leads me to another question. And this is podcasting where we don't have a time at the end of the hour where we got to get ready. Right. Okay? You have you've hired an agent. You have really worked hard on the business end of that um it I guess the question is why although it makes sense why but what has that been like for you uh it it helps
4: because I'm not a social media person um and it helps with that and to be able to get better sponsors and stuff like that you I think you need to have somebody that can help you you know go after the because I'm not much of a talker I use my right foot so I just uh you know so I need I need some help and actually that's how I got my truck ride was uh, actually Shelby Park marketing they uh, they've been doing a really good job and they've been working with a lot a lot of uh, sprint car racers here lately and uh, you know it I think it I think it'll make big difference here later down the road. It just takes not a lot of time to get this stuff going and uh, you know with the way the times are right now it's even tougher to get sponsors but we've had some stuff in the works. And it's just taking a little longer than expected, but hopefully, hopefully everything will work out here in the end, and uh, maybe here towards mid-season we may have something to to go for.
2: Man, that is good. Yeah, your guy Armando, and he he's he's great. He keeps us in the loop yeah. on everything. And I, oh, yeah. and I really appreciate that. As a guy that's in the communication business, he does a does a wonderful job. Well, Mark, yeah. again, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much for uh, spending the time and sharing the story with us. And we wish you the best from down there in Mississippi. Yep, yep. And y'all stay safe and have have a good day. Absolutely, Mark Smith joining us here on the program. So, Mark Smith having a lot of success with USCS. Another one of our friends here on the sport is the ASCS tour. And while the national tour has been shut down. Uh, we are starting to see some regional races come along here, Aaron. And as I look at the calendar here coming up this Friday, Cleveland, Texas, the Lone Star State has a race. Friday and Saturday out in the uh, Southwest region, uh, Aravado Speedway Park, they have a race, some non-wing racing action, Colorado and Oklahoma. ASCS, uh, nine regional tours, six wing divisions, three non-wing divisions. But, boy, you want to talk about a nightmare um, that has got to be a brutal challenge for Emmett and Brian and everybody there to to, to, to juggle all of these, keep all of these balls yeah. in the air.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Not only worrying about the national tour, the postponement and rescheduling, but they've got all those regional series. So, Uh, but like like anything else we've talked about today at least we're seeing some steps in the right direction
2: yep lots of states involved and lots of counties and racetracks and everything else you can find out more at ascsracing.com that's www.ascsracing.com stay with us more wing nation in just a moment
1: power isn't born it's built over time For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Pride,
5: Passion,
0: Performance.
4: We are, we are, we are team driving.
2: Wing Nation, presented by Hercules Tires, right on our strength here on wingnation.com. So glad you joined us on uh, our website and on, on all our social media channels. I just, Aaron, I just, I, I know we got we to talk about aggressive hydraulics here, but I just can't get over Mark Smith just packing up and leaving, taking the wife, taking the kids, taking the dogs, taking everyone with him, and just saying, to heck with this, I'm going racing. I, I respect that so much.
3: Me too. I mean, he's such a true racer. Like yeah. you pack up everything in your shop, you pack up your whole family, you take the whole operation down south where they're racing, and you just wherever you can go. I mean, Mark Smith's a great guy, and obviously it's working for him. Eight wins yeah. so far
2: here. Yeah, yeah, and and while and while uh the, 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 the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania is not allowing chassis builders or anyone else to do things because they're not essential, uh Mark continues to be the key marketing element of the Mach One chassis. Yes. Because he wins every time he climbs out of one of them. So um, it is cool. It is really, really neat. And so uh, fun, fun story for Mark Smith. You know, just like racing components, aggressive hydraulics purpose builds hydraulic cylinders to perform for customer-specific applications. They design and manufacture mobile-style single-stage cylinders as well as multi-stage telescopical cylinders, and uh, no one-size-fits-all when dealing with aggressive hydraulics.
3: No, they have hydraulic solutions for virtually every industry that uses hydraulic cylinders. They're proudly designed and manufactured in the United States. You can check out their video, their story, at aggressivehydraulics.com. Also a proud sponsor, of Ryan Newman at the Chili Bowl and all his short track racing.
2: And, boy, I stood there on top of the tower at Darlington. They're doing the parade laps. And despite the fact he's sponsored by Oscar Mayer, okay, get that right out of the way, but to see Ryan Newman – rolling down the back stretch behind the wheel of a race car. I am telling you, that right there did some chill bumps. Um, so really, really neat. And I know uh, I know, our friends up at Aggressive Hydraulics to share that. Uh, uh, it was good to see Ryan Newman at 15th place finish at Darlington, in, in, including a spin down there in turn number one. A pretty good day for the old boy down there. Good to see him back at the racetrack.
3: Absolutely. Uh, you know, the beginning of the television broadcast the other day, they kept showing – the wreck again in daytona and it was still hard to watch even though we know he is where he is and he's doing great man it's a miracle
2: and 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 he was so open and and, and motor racing network has a story mrn.com, and, and a lot of other places he he had a teleconference and and boy it's not often and, and this is where engineer ryan newman is so beneficial uh, and, you know, and you, you, you smile, you're an engineer. It's like, it, it takes smart people, and, and, and Ryan's been involved with NASCAR for years and years, and yeah. it's all of these smart people that have allowed him, and, 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 and no doubt he's acknowledged that he's a miracle too. He He's yeah. acknowledged that he is yeah. a walking miracle. But all of that engineering and everything and uh, fascinating stuff from Ryan Newman. You can find out more about that at MRN.com. We always like to take time during our broadcast to talk about the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum located in turn number two on the Marion County Fairgrounds at Knoxville. OK, birthdays earlier this week would have been Hooker Hood's birthday. Shirley Keir had a birthday yesterday. Bill Vandewater coming up later. Bob Swiker, Gus Schrader and Bob Jones. Uh, today, Pat Sullivan's birthday. So love some Pat Sullivan. So uh, wish uh, wish him a happy birthday. But listen to this. Paul Wirick, OK, born in 1910 in Los Angeles, inducted into the Sprint Car Hall of Fame in 1996, He was a sprint car builder, one of the top sprint car builders and owners in the 30s and 40s. He had this car, the Earl Gilmore Oil Special, also known as Poison Lil. I have no idea. I couldn't find out why the name was Poison Lil. Okay. When he sold the car, that was in the mid 40s or the the early 40s. When he sold the car in 1949, over 200 wins, two world records, 10 titles. He was a five-time AAA car owner, champion from 31 to 36. Uh, uh, Paul Weyrich, uh, that is. Another one of the great stories out there. And that's the, that's the beauty of it is it's guys like Paul Weyrich that led to the next builders and owners, that led to the next builders and owners that lead to who we have now. And I, I just think the stories out there at the Sprint Car Hall of Fame are absolutely amazing. They really, truly are.
3: They are. You know, Right now, the, the poor Sprint Car Hall of Fame is still not allowed to open. And obviously, they're not racing weekly yet at Knoxville. So any support that we can give the, the Sprint Car Hall of Fame right now is, is truly appreciated by them.
2: Yep. Go on their website, Sprint Car Stuff, and get yourself some goodies because they've got some That's great things out there. Thing. They really do. That, that website is phenomenal. And so you can certainly do that. Uh, also selling tickets for the second floor for the Knoxville Nationals and the Sprint Car Simulator Nationals. Are coming up during the 60th annual Knoxville Nationals. They have purses, prize money, and everything else. It's in the Emmett J. Malloy Pavilion under the Clawson Sweet Tower. So, Aaron, we've talked so much about iRacing and simulators. We're going to crown a Knoxville National Simulator Champion later this year. Now, that's pretty cool as well.
3: It is. It's very fitting. And I'm sure the competition level is going to spike after all the iRacing we've been doing this year.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> you want to talk about taking things seriously? Woo! And don't, and don't. Whatever you do, don't go on social media and call it a game. Oh my gosh! No, no, no. Oh, I, it is. It's 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 pretty cool. It's um, it's it's fun stuff. That's for sure. Uh, you know, we talked about um, we talked about in the um, Sprint Car Hall of Fame Paul Wyrekh. Okay, one of the cars that he built in the early. 1930s i was just looking at this was a model t ford that was raced by stubby stubblefield so paul Weirick, we've we've talked a little bit here Ford Ford performance one of our new partners and we've talked a little bit about this but this ties into sprint car racing and, and our history so much one of the early pioneers in ford racing was paul Weirick, inducted into the sprint car hall of fame because he built this Ford Model T for, for Stubby Stubblefield, which that's a great name, by the
3: way. That is that that is yeah. a good name right there.
2: So so you can go from the 1930s, and this really goes back all the way to 1896 when Henry Ford started uh, started he started building these you know, the, the, the late 1800s and started building this thing. But then the, to to the 1930s, and Aaron, by the way, Sunday at Darlington. Kevin Harvick won, and guess what was on the nose of that car? One of those blue ovals. So the Ford history yeah. continues on.
3: Absolutely, and we keep talking about it, but Schatz and Stewart and everything they're doing with the Ford engines and sprint yep. cars again.
2: Absolutely. So Ford Performance, a great tradition of winning, a tradition that dates back to the, early, or the late 1800s and a tradition that dates back to Sunday. So <laughs> uh, pretty, pretty cool stuff. Really, really neat. We appreciate our friends at Ford Performance. Coming up later this week, we're going to talk to Jeremy Elliott, and 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 I'll just be anxious to get his perspective um, for from, from across the board. Of course, he's sprintcarunlimited.com, but he's right there in the hotbed of Pennsylvania. He did not pack up everything and leave like Mark Smith did, yeah. okay? So I'll be honest with you, Jeremy. He's going to join us on our Thursday podcast, and on um, Saturday on our MAV-TV show, Sheldon Hoddenshield is going to join us from his new race shop, by the way. So uh, mm-hmm. always yeah. good to talk with Sheldon, isn't it, Aaron?
3: Well, anyone in that family, if your name is Hoffman Shield, yeah, thrilled to talk to them or listen to them any day.
2: Yes, no doubt about it. Great, great stuff. So, hey, we appreciate Brad Sweet and Mark Smith joining us here on the program. But more important than all of that, thank you for joining us here this week on Wing Nation presented by Hercules Title.
4: Wing Nation has been brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Watch Wing Nation Saturday mornings on MAV-TV. You can also find Wing Nation on wingnation.com or your favorite podcast provider. Wing Nation is a production of the Motor Racing Network,
1: all rights reserved. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes.